Hello, and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. On today's episode, Executive Director Kurt Sumner and Gary Kent, Chair of the ALTA and SPS Land Title Survey Committee, brings you the first installment of Table A Talk in the Age of COVID-19. They discuss the challenges of moving to online communications in the recent weeks and its effect on the surveying profession. Kurt and Gary also talk about how communication with surveyors helps the committee shape additions, deletions, and revisions to these standards. These conversations also help clarify what the intent of the standards are versus what a practitioner may interpret with the same word. So here is Kurt and Gary discussing how standards are decided and settling uncertainty with the standards on this edition of Table A Talk here on Surveyor Says. So with that said, welcome audience to Surveyor Says, the NSPS podcast series. I feel a little rusty today because I don't remember the last time I sat down to do one of these podcasts, uh, but I do know that it was before the COVID-19 began <laughs> because it's been crazy since then. And and by the way, my guest today is Gary Kent. Welcome, Gary. Hello, Kurt. Welcome, everyone. And we... Um, it's been a trying time for everybody going through just all the transition and you show up at work one day and all of a sudden it's go home and never come back again. Uh, <laughs> it's not quite, quite like being fired, I guess, but but it's, it was just such an abrupt thing, I think, that happened to all of us. You know, we just it just kind of came and you'd heard a little bit about it, I guess, on TV or maybe even in some emails. but didn't pay that much attention to it. I mean, I don't know if it was that way for you, but it was almost like it just, the 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 enormity of the whole thing just sort of hit all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, you could kind of see it coming and, and uh, you know, then, well, we're going to have to stay home. And I, I was just talking with somebody today about that. And I, it's like, well, you know, I, I think, most of us probably felt like, yeah, this will, you know, this will blow over and, you know, it'll, it'll be fine. And, you know, it's going to be a couple of weeks and whatever. Uh, yeah. And, and now, so, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I was talking with our HR director, who's a good friend of mine. And we were, she said something about the, or I said something about the new normal. And she said, you mean the new normal yesterday or the new normal <laughs> a half hour ago? <laughs> or the impending one tomorrow, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess one of the things I've learned is this is my fourth week now at home. And I've not been out of the house a lot. I've been a couple of places and out in the yard, of course, and walking around a little bit. But I haven't been out all that much. And so I'm thinking I might be able to live in isolation. I don't know. It's... <laughs> Well, you know, it'll be interesting. Um, uh, our our company was very fortunate. We had uh, uh, somebody had a crystal ball and decided back last fall uh, to move our entire operation into the cloud. Now, of course, we still had our office and everything, but uh, by the by the end of the year, we were in the cloud. And so, sending everybody home and having them work from home was was just almost completely seamless. It was uh, real fortuitous and lucky on on our part. 
Yeah, and we were lucky too because there's you know it's only four of us at the office, so it's not like we had a whole corporation to move. But uh, Trish had done a lot of work and getting things set up, actually for the thing we're doing right now, and a lot of other yeah. different things that made our transition to going home easier from the perspective of logistics, not necessarily getting all the work done, but certainly from the logistics yeah. side. And so we're able to handle it and we're able to use this platform, this GoToMeeting platform and the GoToWebinar platform. We, you know, we just did our board of directors meeting last week. Right. And, uh, and it worked out quite well, actually. I was not surprised, but pleased that it did. So. I, yeah, I, as you know, I sat in on a good part, yep. most of that, I think. And uh, yeah, it, and I have done uh, Zoom meetings at least two or three of them every week. And, uh, you know, people are concerned about Zoom or whatever. But uh, I've had, you know, it's it's been surprising uh, to me really how well it's gone. And you just wonder going forward, you know, if people are going to, uh, you know, start rethinking some of the things that we have always done, especially depending on how long this lasts. People are going to get pretty comfortable doing this sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we don't need to spend uh, tens of thousands of dollars uh, chasing all over the place. Um, yeah. No, I, it's going to be very interesting. We've certainly thought about that. And, you know, we typically do our day on the hill in the spring. And so we bring people here for that and we do our meeting. But I think there's a lot of, uh, thought process going on now about, okay, for that fall meeting, do we really need to spend the money that we spend to ship people all over the country and rent out hotels and, you know, everything that goes with it? So, right. Well, as, as you well know, that's a, that is an awful lot of money. Too. Oh gosh. Yeah. It is a lot of money. And so it's going to be interesting going forward. So our, our, we've, we've had our, Hey, let's, talk about what we've been doing lately version. So I guess we ought to get into our, our topic a little bit. And as is typical, Gary and I are going to talk about the ALTA and SPS standards and the progression of the next iteration, which is the 21 uh, version. And, uh, and before we came on the air, Gary and I were talking a little bit. And uh, I mentioned the fact that I was trying to remember back which version was in play the first time I ever was involved in a back then ALTA and SPS survey. Um, and I think it was somewhere between 81 and 86. I don't know exactly where, um, but, or maybe, maybe even a little after that, I'm not sure, but just thinking back on that. And now we're gosh, what, eight or nine, well, seven or eight versions beyond that. Yeah. And, uh, so I guess people are going to say, when are you ever going to get this right? And I think the question is, it isn't possible to get it right. No. No, you know, things things change. And uh, um, I think this this new version, which we're going to talk about, uh, we've got some very important changes. But, you know, compared to some of as you know, compared to some of the, the past versions, uh, not a huge, huge number of changes and not, you know, really, really big stuff. It's mostly tweaking and making things more clear and and really in almost every case better for surveyors. Yeah. And of course, one of the things you and I have learned is that. There is no animal called making it clear. That is very true. Because <laughs> no matter what you do, there's going to be a perspective somewhere that you would have never thought about. Yeah. Oh, that happens uh, every time. And it usually happens before the new set even goes into uh, into effect. You know, they get adopted in September, October and 
and they go into effect in February, and I'm usually out giving some programs in November, December, January, and, and inevitably somebody will will say something and make a comment, and I'll look at it and go, yeah, wish we had talked about that a year ago. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or something will come up that would never have occurred to you. Oh, yeah, it's shocking, and I know that you run into that, too, uh, how uh, some people end up interpreting things. Well, and you, as you know, Kurt, we ran into that in one of our meetings yeah. where uh, there was a, a, not a consensus as to what one of the very basic things in the standards meant, and I think we were all – it was eye-opening for all of us. Yeah, yeah. So all that being said, I think it just points out the uh, the importance of continuing to have these conversations, and then of course you're you're going to be spending an awful lot of time in sessions now for the next five years, um, in in helping people to talk it through. And I and I think those sessions actually they're instructional in a lot of ways, but it's also a talk it through kind of thing and listen to the perspective. And like you said, even the bulb goes off sometimes. Um, and so I guess I'm saying that because I want all the people who are listening to this show or anybody that we're communicating with to never feel uh, intimidated is not the right word because surveyors don't get intimidated, but uneasy in any way about bringing up an issue. Because every issue has has importance and and you need to talk it through regardless of what the resolution is. Right. I, I, I would echo that. And uh, and of course, we don't know how many people don't uh, don't bring stuff to us. As you know, we do get a lot of stuff from people. But um, and and I, you know, it, it doesn't bother me at all. I always people always thank me and I say, hey, it's my pleasure. Let, you know, contact me anytime. Uh, I think it's important that that people ask you or me. And, and you know, for the audience sake, Kurt and I share almost all of the questions that come in so that we are always on the same page. We probably get more questions than anyone. And, um, uh, you know, all of those questions are important so that uh, with every question, we hope that we're getting people narrowed in, you know, on the same thinking and on the same understanding of, of what, what the standards are saying. Right. And as you go through the process, I'm sure you've seen this too. And I've done a, a couple of presentations, just short ones on what's going on with this this particular version, but a lot of little things you start to talk about that just didn't come to mind. For example, markings for utilities. Okay, is it paint, oh, yeah. is it paint marks? Could it be a nail in the ground? I mean, you just, those things never, right. never you think about until you start having a conversation with people. Yeah, 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 and we and we had that conversation and and made a change to the standards because of that. Yeah, yeah. I guess a, a big question for me is um, as we've gone through this, and of course we've we've done things on our own as NSPS, and then you do more collaboration with the ALTA people than than the rest of us do. Um, but has anything jumped out this time from the perspective of how one group views a particular thing and the other group views it differently. And in the meetings I've been in, the questions have come up, but I haven't heard a lot of discord. Um, no, and I, I, I think that's really an interesting thing. Uh, 
in the in the distant past, I used to hear people say, you know, they there was something they didn't like about the standards, and they would say, well, those title people, you know, they've just uh, foisted that upon us. And uh, and my experience, literally, since I first got involved in the standards in 1988, I, I have never ever seen that. Uh, the the title folks um, are very uh, conscious of what you know what we can do and what we can't do and uh, I, I don't recall ever having anything that was even remotely close to a contentious conversation about um, no it has to say this no it can't say that um, they they don't want a set of standards that uh, puts us in a in a high liability situation and uh, and we don't either so um, uh, and and I think Having, I've worked really hard over the years to try and, and get a good understanding of what happens in the title world. And so uh, as suggestions come along, I can usually look at a suggestion and say, you know, that's a pretty good one. If we decide to do it, um, I, I think we could do that, you know, and, and ultimately, obviously, ALTA is involved, but I said ALTA won't have a problem with that one. You know, and actually, there aren't very many suggestions that come in where my thought is, yeah, we're going to have to talk through that one um, to make sure that we can, uh, you know, come to some common uh, understanding and some wording that works for everybody. But, but you're absolutely correct. I, I've never seen any discord in a group, and, and you've been at a number of those meetings. Actually, they're a really good bunch of people to work with. Yeah, they are, and it doesn't hurt anything that that one of the people on the group is a surveyor. But he's also a title guy, right? I, I think that's uh, that's very been very helpful to us because he can come to the table with both perspectives, and uh, uh, and that's been I, I think really helpful. Yeah, I know that just when we had our call a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever it's been now, I don't even remember what the issue was, but we were having that conversation, and and you could hear his his survey voice and his title voice and. Oh yeah, that that and he had it all worked out in his mind because he was seeing both sides of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I have absolutely seen uh, seen that with him, and uh, it, it's uh, and it's uh, it's interesting, and I think it's in, in, uh, instructive for him and certainly for us. Yeah, if we do end up having our fall meetings in Tulsa as we're planning to do, who knows if that's going to happen at this point? But right. if, if we do, I th I think. Him coming over to the meeting since he's so close by is going to be great. I, I, I'm oh, really, yeah. I, really looking forward to having him there. I, I am too. Right. And for those who perhaps need a little clarity on what we're talking about, the the actual uh, adoption of new set of standards is an uh, is an official work of a joint committee made up of surveyors and title people and that's basically volunteers on both sides and and Kurt and I uh, usually work together to to figure out who would be the best uh, people on the survey side and then uh, they they do the same thing on the title side uh, and, and so that's where the you know the official adoption of a draft comes out of that committee and then goes to the two organizations but as as you said, there's actually a, a joint effort going on because uh, NSPS has its own, I, I believe, subcommittee underneath the standards mm -hmm. uh, that I chair, and um, and we we take all comers. Uh, I, in fact, I just sent an email out uh, what yesterday I think 
to and I have probably 300 uh, surveyors on that list who are indirectly involved or at least have the opportunity to, to comment and look at all the suggestions and, and their own suggestions and uh, and then when we have our spring and fall meeting uh, that meeting is open and and as you know when we get when we get into the actual process we'll have uh, 25 30 30 surveyors in the room right which is great so so the process kind of works in parallel and both groups get through all of the suggestions and uh, and actually I haven't I haven't seen this time any I don't even want to say discord but any um, contrary opinions as to whether a suggestion was good or not you know normally both groups look at each suggestion and uh, and you know each group will say yeah that's a good one let's let's develop some language or no that you know that's the contract issue or that's not something we want to tackle and uh, and both groups were were hundred percent consistent on their uh, take on all of the suggestions this time yeah well just I don't I'm not keeping track of time the way I should be because I not with my stopwatch today, but um, nonetheless, for for our audience today, are there any, maybe a handful, two or three issues or something that we dealt with this time that stuck out in your mind very much in terms of, I won't say importance, but problems yeah. maybe? Yes, and I'm going to, uh, you're still going to see me, but I'm not going to see you because I'm calling <laughs> up the document here. Um, one of the things was uh, one of the most uh, consequential things was um, table A item 11, which is the utility item. And that has been really problematic uh, ever, actually ever since it was created, which I think was in uh, 1988. Uh, and we have tweaked it and tweaked it and changed it. And so we did more work on that this time. Uh, and I think I think we're getting much closer to what that should look like. Uh, we're going to have some additional options and uh, and shorten it up and clarify it. So I, I think that's a very significant one because almost anybody who does land title surveys has had uh, an issue with that one. And I, I sent out uh, a, a draft uh, the other day, and I've had several people uh, comment and say, "Oh, yeah, that's that's much better." So that is probably probably the most significant thing that we dealt with. Uh, we also dealt with uh, uh, the research section four, not really making any substantive changes, but uh, after we worked on it last time, I realized that we could have uh, organized it better and made it more clear. So uh, section four is going to read differently, even though I, I don't, I actually don't think there's anything new in there uh, or uh, consequential other than just uh, reformatting so it reads more logically and it's probably easier for understand for for people to understand and probably more clear res uh, responsibilities outlined. Right. And then also over in table A, there was some discussion about, I don't know if sequences is the right word, uh, in terms of a lot of the different issues, how they get listed and, and that type of thing. I remember we had some conversation about that. 
And, yeah, and and, uh, and the sort of the catch-all part. Oh yes, yeah. The uh, there's a there's a note up there, and uh, kind of the introductory note, and um, we that was one of the things that was an eye opener when we had uh, one of the meetings. Uh, I don't know, it may have been the one in Austin where we found out everybody did not uh, interpret that in the way that I I believe it was meant to be interpreted. And so we clarified that so that it, it, it is now going to say that um, it's going to say whether any of the 20 items of Table A are to be selected and the exact wording of any selected item uh, may be negotiated. And I, uh, I, I think I, actually the word fee may be in there too, but we wanted to make it clear that not only is it negotiable as to whether an item gets selected, but the exact wording of the item can be negotiated also. And so that, that, that's going to be a, a clarification and, and that may be uh, something new to people, even though uh, I, 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 I think that was what was intended all along, actually. Yeah, just maybe a little more clear now, as right. well as well is, uh, in the procurement of documents from utilities, for example. You know, who's going to do that? Right. Uh, that's going to be more clear uh, and uh, and more options so that it becomes uh, when someone selects an option, it will be clear whose responsibility that is. Uh, again, notwithstanding the fact that somebody could uh, could negotiate, you know, pick an option and negotiate it. But as written, it will be, I think, much more clear as to who's responsible for what there. Yes. Right. And. And even down to um, what defines a utility mark. You know, is it a piece of flagging on the ground, or is it paint, or what is it? You know, that right. we, we and, had those uh, conversations. Yes, we did have those conversations, and uh, and we actually uh, decided to take all of those examples out of Table A because we actually addressed those, uh, as you know, in 2016, we made. Uh, evidence of utilities um, mandatory in section uh, 5E4, I believe, yeah, 5E4. And uh, we already had examples there. And so um, so we took them out of table A item 11 because we already we already have examples listed in the mandatory part of the standards. But, uh, but yes, it, it now will say uh, among the evidence that, uh, the examples of evidence of utilities are utility locate markings. And I think we had in the past had said, you know, flags or something to that effect. And, you know, that was one of the things that came out of, uh, out of our, our meetings was, well, wait a minute, sometimes it's not a flag. Now, I, oh, I think we had had paint markings before. And, uh, and we know sometimes it's not a paint marking. Sometimes it's a, it's a flag or, a, you know, Maybe maybe other things too, and so we've tried to to broaden that a little bit. Um, yeah, we also focused a little bit on uh, off-site evidence of of easements or utilities. Yes, that was um, that ended up being something that needed to be clarified. Uh, in um, and I think that's addressed in in part on. Uh, where is that section, or I'm sorry, uh, table A item, 
Oh, what? I'm, I'm looking here real quick. 18, 19. Um, and I think we were okay on table A item 19 because again, that's negotiable as to what offsite easements are involved. But uh, in the main part of the standards, uh, we realized that that, you know, we needed to have a little more clarity and flexibility in there. And, uh, and so that's going to be addressed um, in addition to the, uh, when, a, when a surveyor becomes aware of, uh, of a recorded easement that's not listed in the, in the title commitment. Right. Uh, you know, and we've, we've talked, uh, I know I talk about that a lot in, uh, in seminars, but we felt like we needed to provide some clarity on that issue. What, what in fact is the surveyor's responsibility um, you know, if we, in the process of our research or because we did a survey next door or, or whatever, that we, we happen to know there is a recorded easement that's not listed in the title commitment. And, uh, uh, and so we've, you know, we've provided some clarification uh, on that issue. Yeah, so I guess we don't want to, I've got, We've probably been on what a half hour or so, maybe. Oh, probably, to, yeah. We try to keep these things at about that distance, that length. But uh, it's important for us to talk about this, particularly right now as we're going into the final approval stage, and and then uh, hopefully on uh, February twenty eighth, is it? Twenty uh, third. Twenty third. Uh, Terminus will be another year older. And, yeah. and and we'll have new standards, right? Yes, we'll hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for being with me today. I I thought it was important for us to do another one of these going into sort of this last phase, so people could listen and you could give them some thoughts about things to be looking for uh, that may or may not be new, but hopefully they'll be uh, easier to understand, perhaps. Yeah, and actually, Kurt, I just remembered there there will be one other thing that we have not worked all the way through yet, and that is I I am working I, I won't say who I'm working with right now, but uh, with an expert uh, in the field on this issue, and we are going to be tweaking the um, measurement standard, the relative positional precision standard portion, uh, which is in section three e. We're going to be doing a little tweaking to that. Uh, in hopes of making it um, more um, more technically, uh, I'll say more technically correct, but also uh, addressing something that that has actually not been addressed uh, in the standards in, uh, in that regard. And uh, we'll explain all that when it when it happens. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to be hugely uh, significant or you know, mind blowing for people. It's just going to be, I believe, some tweaking, uh, some some wording, and maybe some clauses to provide a little better uh, clarity on exactly what's going on there. Good. So people might watch for that one. Right. Well, uh, you've had your 30 mile bike ride today, so you don't have to do that. So I did. Uh, no, I do not have to do that. You know, I. I <laughs> I, I have ridden uh, since since March 16th. I have ridden 180 miles. Uh, I, I recognizing that some people ride 100 miles a day, but uh, but I have I have also walked 148 miles. I, I have found that 
you know, if I need to go to the grocery, which is four miles away, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just walk, <laughs> take a backpack and I walk. Yeah. So, uh, well, you, that has changed for me. <laughs> you're fortunate to be in a place where you have so many opportunities to do that safely. Yes. Yeah. And, and we do here, actually. I can get, uh, I can get, you know, all the way to the grocery or all the way today I rode uh, over to another town, 15 miles. And I, I was telling you ahead of time, I did not have to go on a road uh, virtually almost the entire way. Yeah, that's so. really cool. Well, plus, and where you are, unlike where I am, you didn't have to go up and down any hills either. Uh, that is a major uh, <laughs> advantage. That's that's one reason we like the rails to trails, because yeah. we know that uh, that grade is not going to be more than a percent or two. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks, Gary. We'll, we'll get this thing uh, worked up and, and get it out for people to hear and hopefully have it available here pretty soon. That sounds great, Kurt. You uh, you take care and everybody else out there, be safe and uh, we'll look forward to seeing or hearing from you. Yeah, will do. Take care. You've been listening to Table A Talk with Kurt Sumner and Gary Kent here on the Surveyor Says Podcast. Upcoming episodes will include the continued progress being made on the 2021 standards, as well as questions from our members and listeners. Next up on the schedule will be a follow-up on the essential services determination within the federal and state governments, as well as new developments in the light-squared legato environment with the FCC. We will also be talking about other surveying issues being addressed in this age of shelter-in-place and our legislators conducting business remotely like the rest of us. So remember, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And also watch our website, nsps.us.com, for information on future episodes. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. 